Hey guys, it is, uh, I don't know, late October, and I am Jason, and with me is... The Archduke of Cardboard! <laughs> I don't know who that is. Uh, it was supposed to be Joel, but evidently he's been uh, taken over by aliens or something. <laughs> Joel is no more! There's only the Archduke of Cardboard now. Right, wh- whatever, I mean, you want me to have a fancy title too? I can be like the... No, you can't. The King of Cardboard has not called you yet. Okay. <laughs> the king of Car- the king of cardboard decreed upon me that I am now the archduke of cardboard. <laughs> so he saw me rebuild Lisboa and he said, "You are now the archduke of cardboard." Jason, I've never heard you really curse or or be mad, but when I sent you a picture of Lisboa, you just you were ready to curse. I could see I, it. I was. Yeah, I was I was cursing in my head. Yeah, for sure. Um, I played Lisboa this weekend, but we're not going to talk about it because Jason's not—he's not ready to yet. Yeah, so I'm not ready to say some bad words on air. So we need to—we need to hold off on that for a little bit. Yeah. So we won't talk about um, Lisboa Lay on uh, the show today. <laughs> but no, we will not. Maybe, maybe another day. But <laughs> one second, I gotta get this. One second. <laughs> hey. Yeah. 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 Well, okay. So, listen. This is like the fourth time you've called me today, Vidal. Okay. I yes, I do love your games. On Mo- on Mars looks great. I'm glad you sent me your only prototype copy you have. And I know that you're <laughs> impressed with my Lisboa skills, but you gotta stop calling me, bud. I mean, yes, I already told you I'll make my little Lisboa for you. I okay, fine. And li- no, don't cry on me. Don't you cry on me, Vidal. <laughs> You keep making board games, even though even though I perfected how to play Lisboa. You keep making board games, bud. That's right. All right. I mean, yeah, I on Mars is good. It is. It's real good. Thanks for the prototype. I appreciate and like sending it first day, same day air from Portugal was great. So <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. Okay. Well, yes. Tell Stefan I said hi. Doctor Kinesia, you too. All right. Do you have me on speakerphone? All right. Hi, guys. Hi. <laughs> See ya. All right. I, I got to go, guys. See ya. Sorry, Jason. You can you can edit that out if you need to. That was just Vita Lacerda calling me because <laughs> you're best buds. He, again, because well, because I'm the Archduke of Cardboard now. <laughs> but one of the things as Archduke is I am in charge of the uh, the League of uh, or I, I, the, the Dices League is what it's called, or the Just Dice League. That, that's what it's called, the Just, Just Dice League. I like that. Yeah, I like that. The, the, the Just Dice League. And it's actually, you know, like a team of superhero guys, kind of, that I, I can just deploy wherever they need to go. And amongst them is, you know, Dr. Kinesia and, and Stefan Feld. And, you know, um, Jam- Jamie's actually in, but like they kind of, they kind of like badmouth him as the American, like the American <laughs> Euro guy. And then Vidal, obviously, like Vidal's the, you know, best guy. So, um, Anyway, whatever. It's I'm sorry. I'm I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. I had to take that call in the middle of this podcast. You should be. You should be. I well, I am. <laughs> so anyway, that's that's kind of where I'm at with stuff. I mean, or whatever. So yeah. Well, but I yeah. I mean, whatever. It's it should be fine. I mean, that you can edit this out. I mean, I would never want my phone call with Vidal Lacerda to make it into the podcast. <laughs> Oh, geez. One second. I got to take this. Yes. Yes. I already told you. I will be mayor of Lisboa now. Fine. 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 
I am the mayor of Lisboa. I get it. I'll, I can I do it from the internet? I mean, like, I'm not going to relocate. Yes, I will. Yes, I have Google Hangouts. All right, fine. All right, thank you. Bye. 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 Oh my gosh! I guess I'm mayor of Lisboa now too. Yeah, you may need to shut that off. He's been a big interruption, and I'm. I'm well, that was it. actually Prince Harry. So. <laughs> So, All right. Yeah, you can answer. For I, I'm, him. I'm, it's on silent mode now. So, <laughs> I the podcast gets all my attention. It's more important than the city of Lisboa and how I'm the mayor of it now, and my team of superheroes that I have to deploy to solve, solve crises of boredom. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, what's the fun part about all that, Jason? What during those fake phone calls, I held the phone to my ear the whole time, <laughs> like I was really talking to someone. <laughs> well, yeah. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> So anyway, that's the kind of week I've had. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. All right. I think we should probably just move on to some news. That sounds good. All right. So before we jump into the news, I wanted to give a quick shout out to Keymaster Games. They're going to be sending us a copy of one of, well, I'm not going to spoil it, but a game I really like called Caper that came out. At Gen Con, I believe, maybe not even then, but there were some early copies that I picked up at Ed- at Origins, and we're going to be doing a giveaway where one lucky fan, listener, person is going to be getting a copy of this game, so stay tuned. You will see information about the giveaway coming shortly from everything Board Games Community, so once you see how to enter, do enter, and then you may win this awesome game. This is one that I'm going to have to spend my own real money on because this game is... I don't... <laughs> This is like take six tonight, so I don't remember if it was on this take or the take before, but this game is in Jason's top 100 games. He yeah, raves about it yeah. all the time, and this is one that I'm probably going to have to spend my hard American or earned money on to uh, to get. So anyway, uh, it does look really cool. It is pretty amazing. We'll leave it at that. Yeah, between between number one and number 100. So. Yep, yep, if it's lucky. If it's lucky. So... so <laughs> I, I'm getting a little confused here, but uh, listen, if you're, if you're, this is our, our plug. We got to plug ourselves here, Jason. Okay. I am right. the Archduke of Cardboard now. And my first decree is if you have not subscribed to the show, do so. Um, that's my first decree. The second one is um, we have a new game that we're going to start playing with our listeners, Jason. It's called the Tell Your Friends About the Board Game Mechanics game. And if you tell your friends about the board game mechanics, you get a thousand points. All you have to do is say, I'm claiming my thousand points on our Facebook page and we'll give you a thousand points. And the points don't matter at all or like go for anything, but you win if you get lots of points. So, <laughs> so like whose line is it anyway? I like it. Yeah, exactly. And, and no, but really it is important because we're getting some cool opportunities to do things. Um, Jason and I are getting some really cool opportunities to do things like, like big games that are like pre-release that we're getting a chance to look at. And that'd be cool for you guys to get to hear our thoughts on those before they come out. Um, but like some of these companies are like, Hey, what's your media reach? And what like kind of engagements do you have per gigabytes of upstream download matrices? So I, there's stuff they want to know, but it, I think really all of it involves just having people involved with our channel and, and listening and stuff. So thank you for listening. Thank you for being a friend and traveling down the road and back again. But also thank you for telling more friends so they can travel down the road and back again with us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like yeah, the Golden Girls. We haven't talked about the Golden Girls in the show, so that works. Yeah, they do have a board game. It it's basically a trivia game, I think, but yeah. They have a sweet version of Clue 2 where you're trying to figure out who stole the last piece of cheesecake. 
What? Yeah, you haven't seen that? Board games accomplished. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Maybe we should talk about some quick news here uh, before we get uh, more in Golden Girls talk. Wait, we yeah. Well, that that's our night. other podcast. So if yeah. you like Golden Girls talk, <laughs> check out our sister podcast, Golden Girls, one word together, all together, <laughs> mechanics. Oh, man. I always wanted to be Blanche. Whoa. <laughs> You're a little loose there, Jason. <laughs> and with that, we're moving on. All right. Uh, so one game I wanted to talk about during news is a game that's currently on Kickstarter. Uh, we managed to get a preview copy of this and I did the video and it's called RB8 Retro Baseball 8-Bit. So this is a two-player game where you're rolling some dice and you're trying to get some base hits. It's, it's actually like you're managing a baseball game and what you roll on the dice determines the outcome. So you have these little charts that if you're batting, if you roll a two and a six, it does this. And then the pitcher has some stuff that they can counter that with. And you can try to throw a base run around. It's a really sweet game. If you're into sports games at all or two-player back and forth dice games, give this a shot. And it's on Kickstarter for, I think, about 25 more days by the time this episode drops. So go check that out and help that get funded. Hey, Jason, do they have a Brett Saberhagen card? Well, they all have names like Pete Thorne and fake names, so no. No no, no, Steve Bedrosen? No. Because those are the best two pitchers, in my opinion, on, on the old RBI baseball, but I mean, whatever. <laughs> yeah. It does look like RBI baseball, but there's none of those names. Yep. All right. We'll see what we can do. All right, so now back to my favorite part. I say that every week, and I'll probably keep saying it because once I start saying something, I can't stop. And that is games we played. So the first game, I, first game I'm going to talk about is from a company called Maple Games. It was the new company founded by Daryl Andrews of Sagrada fame and some other games. And the game that I played is called Dragon Boats of the Four Seas. This is the newest game by Michael Schacht. And essentially what you're doing here is you're bidding to collect resources and goods to pay the fee to get on these boats to go to one of these four islands. And on these islands, you're going to be having your explorers go out and start some farms. So there's chicken farms, there's soybean farms, rice, fish, and pigs. So you're trying to get your farmers all clump together in a group to score a pile of points and you're also trying to have as many of a certain type of farm as you can for like a set collection deal at the end of the game it's really fun um it's kind of mean just because by nature bidding games are mean so if you get a chance when this comes out it's on kickstarter right now and i would go check it out because it's really good and it's going to have some amazing components once it's finished so that's dragon boats of the four seas from maple games and michael shocked yeah, this one looks like it hit all the high points for you, Jason. I mean, for sure. Like, the theme was right on for you. The mechanics all look like something you'd enjoy. And so, I mean, it really just seemed like something that you, you were into. Oh, yeah. I, I think I liked it better than everybody that I played it with. But J- One second, Jason. <laughs> one second. Yeah. Yep. I wasn't going to talk about the super secret prototype anyway. No, I won't. tell. Okay, fine. I won't talk about the, I promise, I won't talk about the prototype that you and Steffenfeld and Kramer and Kiesling and all the other board game boys are making together. I, no, I won't talk about it. I promise. Okay, fine. Yep. All right. 
All right. Love you too. Bye. <laughs> Sorry. He, I thought I had my phone on silent. I guess he's got a special emergency way to make my ring, phone ring no matter what. So you got a VTAL bat phone. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> so anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, what I, uh, uh, what did I play this weekend? Well, um, uh, well, I, uh, Certainly not a secret prototype. <laughs> Definitely no. no uh, for real, Dragon Boat though looks awesome. Like it looks really cool. Yeah, it is sweet, but not as exciting as yours. So let's just go ahead and lead into that bad boy. No, 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 no. Dragon Boats is great. Now here, here's the thing too. I'm going to challenge the Dragon Boatsmen to say this. Jason's giving you guys love. You guys are going to have this awesome, so many good components game come out here in a little bit. Just send the boy a final copy when you're done. That's all I'm saying. Just just send him a final edition when it's done. That's all. And and then to Jason, all I'm saying is, Jason, you got a real good prototype there. Just give it to Joel when you're done, okay? <laughs> Sounds like a deal. No, but for real, that game looked really cool. Like the put the photos you put up of it were pretty great looking, and uh, it looks it looks pretty solid for sure. Yep. What did I play? Well, I played first class. And I, I thought maybe you thought I was gonna play like mention something else that I played, yeah. but I I can't talk about that. I swore I wouldn't talk about it. But I did play first class and this game's awesome. I mean, like I forgot how much I love this game. Um if you've ever played Russian Railroads, it's seriously a light version of that. And it's not that light. I mean, there's still a lot going on with it. So um basically you're you're building a train and then you have to move your conductor down the train, and if the train doesn't if the conductor doesn't get down your train, you don't score points for it, so they're just balancing that. Then you've got this other like toy train kind of thing that's going down like a like scene that you get like reoccurring points from and reoccurring bonuses from. There's just so many things to balance in it. It's a true point salad. Very cool card drafting, point salady. Um, like just a great game. And it's called First Class. And it's honestly one of those games that I think you really need to like go look at a gameplay video of it, maybe, to really get a true sense of it. But there's just all these different cards that that's where the game really lives at that let you draft more train cards to put into your trains or like move your conductor or um, like upgrade your trains so you score more points on them. It's just a really neat game. Um, it's definitely an abstracted train game because the trains don't go anywhere. They just get built. But um, except for that toy train that I mentioned earlier, it goes down the choo-choo train a little bit. But um, it's just a neat game. And this is one that I think you're you're able to find out there pretty easily still. Um, I'm not positive this one would get a reprint, though. I mean, like, I don't think it was super popular. So this would be one of those games that like kind of lives in no man's land. And I'm telling you, it's a hidden gem. Real good game. It's called First Class All Aboard the Orient Express is the full name of it. So um, pretty pretty good game. I didn't win. Um, Vidal, I mean, my friend who I was playing with, um, he, he beat me um, pretty good. But no, nah, this is actually was a really good game. And I would fully suggest it to anybody who loves um, like kind of a heavier card drafting game. Yeah, you posted pictures of it and it looked pretty sweet. I didn't know what you were playing. So yeah, I definitely wouldn't mind checking this one out. Yeah, it's a good one for sure. All right. So another game I played is called Not Alone. This is a stronghold game, I believe. I don't know who the designer is. I, did, I forgot to look that up. But so essentially what this is, this is an all versus one game or one versus all, whichever way you prefer to say it, where most of the people are playing together to try to get off of this planet before the other player who's the creature kills them. And you're doing this by playing some cards. It's like a deduction game kind of where the creature is trying to pick what areas on this little card grid 
that all the other players are going to play. So everybody has the same hand of cards. They're going to acquire more throughout the game, but only a few more. And they're going to play a card on their turn. So the creature's trying to guess based on the cards that they've already played and where they've already been where they're going to go because if they can hit that person then it's going to move their track up closer to the end but if they can't it's going to move the the team up closer to the win condition it's a fun game and i got to play as the creature and the creature is definitely how i'd want to play it because it's way more entertaining so that is not alone and a one versus all game that has a little bit of deduction and entertainment um what do you where do you put this one at is this one that you'll eagerly play again if somebody really wanted to play it, you'd play it again. Where yeah, with this one? Yeah, I'd probably play it again. I mean, it's not something I would ask to play, but if I could be the creature again, I would play it because that was really fun. Yeah, that's cool, man. Usually, those all versus one games like are really set up for one side of the experience versus the other. Right. Um, the only one I've heard really good things about both sides are a lot of fun is Spectre Ops, which is I haven't played it yet, but it's new to my collection. Um, based on just awesome recommendations and seeing some really good videos of it. So I guess if you've played Spectre Ops, like drop a comment on this or something but um I, that's not what i played this week last weekend though jason yeah uh, i so jason isn't a cuss boy normally but <laughs> when he saw that i had a copy of lisboa that i was playing he he wanted a curse so um i'm not going to talk yeah. about that we're going to let the grieving process go on a little <laughs> bit maybe we'll talk about that after we both played it uh on the same weekend but i'm not going to talk about it I could talk about it. I could say it's maybe my favorite game of all time now. I could say it's a masterpiece of gaming that I only think about playing it and no other game. But if I did say those things, Jason would probably get upset. So I'm not going to say those things. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to have a talk with Uncle Vito. He's yeah. not making me happy right now. I He's called me four times, but I have my phone on silent. So <laughs> anyway, um, uh, but the game I did, there's another game I played too that Jason played this weekend and we both really enjoyed it. But I think we're going to save that one for next week because, <laughs> dang, can we put that game in the Hall of Fame? It's like it's like putting a baby in this president. I don't know. It's weird. But I think yeah. I'm ready to. I don't know. Honestly, that game's awesome. It's good. Tune yeah, in next week to know what game we're talking yeah. about. So I'll next, bet you've got week. a guess. If you've got a guess, go over to the Riveted and say, I think it's this game. Um, and if you get it right, uh, we'll give you a thousand more points. So um, <laughs> a thousand points and a high five. Um, so anyway. I played, uh, I played, I'm going to go with, uh, Altiplano. I played Altiplano this weekend. Um, so here's my thoughts on Altiplano. I don't know why it gets compared to Orleans as much as it does, because honestly, it's like, I don't know. It's a really different game. I mean, it's just a really different game than Altiplano. So then Orleans, um, I don't like this about it. I don't like how much setup there is involved with it. I don't like that the points aren't as straightforward to like try and figure out how to generate them. Um, but I do like that it's like a real free for all kind of thing that you can do. And I do kind of like that it is a little trickier to get points. Like, so, um, I do like it and I don't like it, you know? So I think Orleans, if it, I mean, if it weren't the same designer and if it weren't one of like five bag building games out right now, it really wouldn't, they wouldn't get compared. I mean, I think they're way different games, but, um, I like Altiplano quite a bit though still. And it's just a cool like like basically modifying and, and manipulating goods and trying to get the most points kind of thing. Um feels really open, feels pretty pretty wide open really on how you can do different stuff. Um I got slaughtered, so I'm not good at it, but I do enjoy it. 
I look forward to playing it again. And I think you'll like it too, Jason. I don't think it's going to replace Orleans as your go-to bag building game, but I think I think you'll like it just fine. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like Orleans, but a little more wide open, sandboxy, and that's my main issue that I think I have with it. Otherwise, I definitely want to try it and see what it's like, but I do love Orleans. Yeah, the the biggest differences on it are like Orleans is like very clear, like I want to move something, so I put these three guys down, and then that happens. Whereas in in Altiplano, you put stuff on your board, and sometimes it doesn't get used for like three or four rounds because you're like making your rounds try to be efficient. Right. And then I don't know. Sometimes your your stuff gets used differently than you think, and then the way how you got to really use your chits to fulfill contracts and weed them out of your bag and warehouse them, which like is kind of a thing in Orleans, but it's really just that little board that you put, put guys on at the kind of like, like at the rush at the end to put guys on those boards to get those like last few resources uh, on the sideboard. Um, and then this doesn't have that little, that little map where you're going down your roots and stuff, um, which I, uh, I really like that in Orleans. And actually I played another game that's kind of similar to that where you have this like side thing of like you're taking like a missionary and he's visiting like different like monasteries. But I, I won't talk about that game this week, but that's a big hint for you guys. <laughs> yeah, that is a pretty big hint for sure. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> tune in next week to hear about that. Um, so that was Altiplano. I, Jason, can I tell you something? I was actually sick from work on Monday and I mean, like, I'm still recovering from it. So I don't, did I just talk for the last like three minutes? Cause I don't remember, honestly. <laughs> I hope it made sense. I don't know. No, it was good. It was good. Cool. Well, this is a, this is kind of a short episode, which is good. Cause I'm feeling a little, a little tired. It's not actually a short episode. There's plenty to listen to, but you did some of the hard work earlier this week when, uh, when you sat down with the, uh, the bougie frog guys about their football game. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, sort of. That was close. Uh, it was Mike and Chris from Swanky Turtle Games, and they're telling us about RB8 8-Bit Baseball, which I talked about during the news. So I guess without further ado, let's go check that out. All right, guys. So Jason here flying solo with an interview with some guys from Swanky Turtle Games. I have Mike Swank and Chris Boutner. Hey, guys, what's going on? Hey, how's it going? Hey, it's good to be here. We're excited to talk about it. You have a new game called RB8 Retro Baseball 8-Bit. But before we go into that, how did you guys meet and, and hook up before we start talking about the game? So, yeah, we met about uh, going on about four years ago now um, from mutual friends. And uh, we just started playing games, actually. And I think the very first... Uh, Maybe the second time I met Chris, so he came over to my house. I kind of like told him, like, "Hey, I have this uh, game idea." Because I found out he was in a board game, so um, we he knew he liked sports. So I introduced him to the beginnings of what is now RB8 Retro Baseball 8 Bit, and uh, from there we just kind of uh, went with it and started developing there. Yeah, it's funny. the The first time I remember hanging out with Mike, he invited uh, me and my wife over for dinner, um, and after dinner he pulled out and we played uh, Settlers of Catan. And I knew from that moment that we would be friends. So like right from there, we all got up to the right foot and uh, we kind of board games have kind of been at the center of our relationship the whole time, but we have a lot of other mutual interests too. We're, you know, big sports fans, both have family and stuff like that. But it started off right away. We played games together. And I, at the time I was, I was fairly new here. Uh, we live in Arizona. And so I didn't really have any uh, friends in the air to play games with. So I was like finding him was like my savior there. I had somebody to play games with now. So uh, we became instant 
you know, best friends from that point, pretty much. Yeah, board games do that. I've met a bunch of people through playing board games, too. So they are a, a great um, friendship maker, you could say. Yeah, definitely. All right. So give me the quick elevator pitch about what RB8 Retro Baseball 8-Bit is. And we'll talk a little bit more about it at the end. But I just wanted just to give a quick overview, and then we'll come back and talk about the Kickstarter and all that later. Well, um, RB8 is at the true core a, a baseball sim game. Um, of course, uh, with a name, you probably get that it's a uh, 8-bit uh, style game. So we've done it in the uh, um, uh, vision of uh, classic NES games. Um, a lot of fans of RBI baseball, so that was kind of an influence there. And uh, we like the nostalgia games, and we wanted to go with a with a theme that uh, um, that kind of captured a wide audience, um, not only baseball fans, but maybe those who are interested in uh, old-school games as well. Yeah, it was really neat. From the very first time I, I played uh, Mike's first prototype, uh, the game really does play out like a baseball simulation. Like if you play a lot, you'll see consistently the results come out very accurate to what real baseball looks like. So even though it does have that 8-bit video game feel, uh, at its heart, it really is true to the you know the real sport. Yeah, I played this and put a review video up on our YouTube channel. And my favorite part of the whole entire game is um, when you can take control with the batting or the pitching die. And then you never know, like the pitcher could have control, but they could roll a batter and then they give it right back to the batter, simulating like a wild pitch or whatever. I think that's awesome. That's like my favorite part of the game. I love it. Yeah, we wanted to uh, make it where uh, not one person can totally dominate. So you may have a, a, a good player um, point value wise, um, but there's always a chance that uh, the other player can always have a, a chance to get a hit against you or, or vice versa. And um, and that's how real baseball is. So you just never know what's going to happen. So we try to make it true to real life. Yeah, baseball is kind of a, a good fit for a tabletop game because in, in real baseball, there's always those elements of randomness. And so uh, it, it goes hand in hand with you know how we designed the game. There's, even though you could have the best laid plans, but there's always that chance that something could go wrong, just like you know in real life. So I, I know a lot of the players have, you know, you can't use actual player names because that would be a problem. But one of my favorite players' names is Peter Thorne. I mean, I think you can kind of get who that is. <laughs> yeah. uh, how long did it take you to come up with some of the names for this game? And that's been the, the fun part, I think, for me, is uh, is coming up with those names, those spoofs, so, so to speak. Um, like I said, I, I work in Major League Baseball, so I, I see players all the time. So I'm always like, while well, I'm at work, I'm like always trying to figure out um, how I can uh, manipulate their name to, to give that uh, feeling that people know me, the, where I'm going to with a reference, but, uh, but something fun and, and, and give it a fun feel. Yeah, I mean, uh, Mike has come up with 99.99% of all the names in the game. Um, and it's been fun for me because he'll come up with these names and he, he'll quiz me and it tests my baseball knowledge to see if I can figure out who the player is, you know, spoofing. Uh, because literally every every player in the game is spoofed off of someone. Um, and so it's I, I will be excited to see when the game is out there and released how many people can figure out the majority of these names because – uh, even me working closely with the game, some of them have stumped me, and it's taken me a little time to figure them all out. Yeah, I, I, I don't remember a ton, but Peter Thorne, or Pete Thorne, whatever it was, and then there was a Daryl Strawberry knockoff, I think. I saw that one. Yeah, that would be a Darnell Raspberry. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, okay, so how long did it take you to actually come up with the version that I have in front of me that I, I'm assuming is the prototype version that you're sending out to reviewers. So uh, the core of the game was uh, originally done um, with MLB players and so forth. And that was our original uh, version of the game. But uh, due to licensing issues, as you can imagine, um, we kind of like took a, a turn. So I would say probably um, since maybe late last year, 
around um, about a year now we've been working on this uh, changeover to this retro 8-bit look. Yeah, as far as mechanically, um, we had the game in this state. And the game started out pretty much how it is now with the, with the batter and pitcher keys. Uh, some of the more recent additions was when we added the rally card deck in. But even uh, with the rally card deck, we've been on this version for at least probably a year and a half. And just been kind of polishing and balancing it for a little while now. But I would say the biggest change was when we incorporated that rally card deck. Uh, and we like that because it just kind of gives the players some more decisions to make throughout the game. Um, but really, honestly, uh, I have to say when Mike first introduced me his, his initial prototype, it had all the same bones that's in the game now. We just kind of have polished and refined it as we went you know, over these last few years. Yeah, like um, I like this game because literally you've covered every single piece of baseball. There's relief pitching. There's the designated hitter. You have like the, the ground ball chart. You have a, st- a stealing base chart. It's it's incredible. Like I actually feel like I'm playing a baseball game, like you mentioned earlier. So if I'm batting and running the bases, I feel like I'm doing that, and I have to make those same decisions as a manager would do if they're trying to get a, a base runner to move on from first to second on a fly ball or whatever. It's it's incredible the the detail and the attention that you put into that. So nice work. Thanks. Yeah, Appreciate thank that. You. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, have you taken this game in any of its forms to any cons or any other type of board gaming activities and gotten any good feedback from it yet yeah we've uh, demoed it here um at some local cons here in the arizona area in phoenix and in tucson and um so we got some really good positive response back here locally just in doing some demos um we are excited we're actually going to be at a bgg con in uh in dallas in november and we have, we have a booth there um in the indie booth area on saturday yeah, so but, come see us if you're there anybody <laughs> yeah so we're gonna actually have um a hundred special promo cards that we're giving out uh, for whoever comes to visit us at our booth. Uh, Ryan Nono is a special player card you can get if you come see us. So uh, um, you can try to figure out who that is, but it might be kind of obvious for some of you, but yeah. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun actually taking it out to our local conventions here because one of our, you know, obviously we're big gamers and we're also big sports fans, but one of the things we were a little nervous about is, you know, uh, will we have a a big audience of board gamers who are also sports fans who are out there who are going to be excited about the game and, uh, universally, when we've taken it out to conventions, we've been really impressed with how many uh, people do have that crossover of a love for board games and a love for uh, baseball. And so we've gotten a really good response, and uh, people generally really do uh, love the artwork. Even if maybe they're not even a sports fan, they love that old, you know, 8-bit feel. It takes them back to their, you know, childhood of playing Super Nintendo. Oh, yeah, it totally feels like that RBI baseball game. I love that game. I played that game all the time, too, when I was younger. So I was playing it, I was like, yeah, I can... You know, I, I was simulating when I was playing like I was running really slowly to first base or whatever. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> before you started designing the game, were there any other games that you were in the process of designing before this one came about? As for me, myself, uh, Michael, it is. Um, yeah, this was kind of like my uh, one first game I kind of came up with on my own here designing um, just because like ever since I was a kid, um, 10 years old, I collected baseball cards. And I would make little fantasy drafts and make up my own teams and roll dice and had my own little chart system. So kind of all this game's been, I guess, developing in my head since I was ten years old. So, <laughs> this is my first born child. Thirty years <laughs> in the making here. Yeah. But uh, no, this is my first game. But uh, Chris here, he's uh, he's a genius here of game design. <laughs> so uh, he's got a lot of games brewing. We've got a lot, actually, more games coming here in the very near future that we that are pretty close to being ready to go to. But Chris is the main, I'll let him talk more about it. 
Well, yeah, I, mean, I think Mike's being very kind, calling me a, a genius, but I do, I've loved uh, designing games my entire life. Uh, I've designed a bunch of, you know, just games that I would play with my, my little sister growing up and, and all of that. And uh, we definitely, we have some really cool stuff in the works that, um, you know, RBH is not a one-off project for us. Uh, we're planning to, you know, hopefully be established game publishers coming out with a lot of other of our own designs, but then also hopefully even, you know, publishing some other designer games in the future as well. Um, but yeah, for sure, we, I, I, I don't know, I, I like game design because it's a outlet for my creativity. I'm not a great artist. I can't sing. I'm not a good actor, but I am decent at putting together a game that's something fun for people to play. And so it's kind of my outlet of creativity. And so um, even before I met Mike and kind of had somebody to team up with and all this stuff, even just, you know, not even thinking of it as a business, I love just throwing different ideas together or coming up with my own like house rules for established games, all that stuff. Right. Um, so you said you, you want, you kind of wanted to make the company, which is Swanky Turtle Games, which I love. You wanted that to have more games being published and more games designing. Do you worry that one or the other will take up all your time and you won't be able to focus on the other piece of it? Well, right now, uh, we hope to get this one published and we'll see what happens. But, uh, um, we definitely would like to grow as a company and go beyond just, uh, you know, me and Chris here being involved in the project. So, um, we'll, we'll see where it takes, where it takes us. Yeah. It's kind of, I think it's, it's nice that we're, we're teamed up. It's two of us. Um, it has made it a lot easier, especially because right now this, you know, this isn't our full-time jobs just yet. And so having both of us, it's really lightened the load to where we've been able to get all the design stuff done. And then Mike, he's done a great job with uh, all the graphic design and things like that, as far as even the Kickstarter page and the graphic design in the actual game. And so we each kind of have our different set of skills uh, that we bring to the table. So I think we really complement each other well and it helps, you know, lessen the load on each of us. And then obviously as the company grows, if, if RB8 is hopefully as big a success as we hope, and then we're hoping our next project can launch in February, if that project goes well, then who knows, maybe our team can even grow to where it, it makes it even easier for us to take on bigger and, and more projects. Yeah. I'm, I, I mean, there are some other companies who do both things like Red Raven Games and there are other small publishers that handle it pretty well. So Hopefully you can have that path in your future. That would be nice. Yeah, that's the plan. <laughs> All right. So going back to the name, I, I love the name. The logo is awesome. I love it. So I know, Mike, your last name is Swank, but why a swanky turtle, if I can ask? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, that was we went back and forth a lot on what name uh, to go with for the company. Uh, we kept coming back to Swanky, having Swanky involved in it just because it had that nice connection to Mike's last name and it. I haven't heard that incorporated in any other game company's name before, um, but we wanted to add something else to it. And I, I threw out Swanky Turtle because my son had just gotten a, a pet turtle. And so it was kind of fresh in my mind. <laughs> right. Um, and uh, so my son's turtle's name is Happy the Turtle. So I guess Happy the Turtle was the inspiration for the turtle portion of the name. <laughs> and it, and it kind of gave us a, a nice uh, idea for a cool logo. A friend of ours helped us with that logo and we kind of fell in love with it right away when we saw it. Yeah, I love it. The turtle the turtle with the monocle, I love it. It's it's awesome. Tell me a little bit about the Kickstarter, when that's going to drop, and if you have plans for a deluxe edition, if you've thought about any stretch goals, anything that you want to talk about the Kickstarter, now is your time. All right, so the Kickstarter is launching in two days from the time we're recording this interview, which is October 16th on Tuesday. Um, that will start at uh, noon Eastern time, U.S., and um, so, uh, yeah, we've got uh, some stretch goals planned for the game. Um, the base game is uh, basically going to come with uh, over like 240 player cards, um, 16 complete teams, 
um, the rally cards that Chris mentioned before in the, de- in the deck. It's going to have custom dice for pitcher and batter, um, which you can see in uh, Jason's uh, preview video. Um, those will uh, probably be, uh, those will actually change to match the actual uh, um, artwork that's in the on the cards, but um, but it gives you an idea of what they're going to look like. And stretch goals, we're going to hopefully have some uh, nice custom wooden meeples um, of the runner and the batter and uh, more rally cards. Hopefully have like a score card and um, like a whiteboard with a marker. That way people get they want are hardcore and want to keep track of uh, all their players uh, plays for throughout their inning. They can, they'll be able to do that. Um, other stretch goals are, yeah, other stretch goals are, um, you know, just upgrade our um, card stock perhaps. And uh, we like to do maybe some like spot UV coating with a runner box and make that look a little cooler too. Yeah, and we also, we do have, a, I would say, it's kind of like a deluxe version where you can get a special neoprene playmat uh, with the game, so it would replace the board. You would still get the board, but then in addition to that, uh, you would get a nice neoprene uh, mat for it. Um, we put that in because we're personally suckers for that. Whenever uh, there's a neoprene mat for a game we like, we always want to have it. It's just nice to have something that smooths out, rolls the dice really nice on it, and that's cool. So that's a... Uh, kind of one of our deluxe versions we have for that. And then also we have a Kickstarter-exclusive uh, aluminum uh, card. It's basically like the size of a playing card, but it's this metal playing card, and it has our box cover uh, printed on it. It looks really cool. Uh, the biggest challenge with that was getting a picture that actually does it justice because uh, taking a picture of a metal card, it was hard to get a, a good shot without a glare on it, as you can imagine. But um, it is a really cool little keepsake thing that people can have. You can use it as uh, to mark who the home team is in the game. Uh, but it's also just, you know, a cool little collectible thing that's a Kickstarter exclusive that we'll have on there. And one more uh, cool thing that we're actually doing um, is um, being, it's called In the Pen. So basically, uh, you can actually name a player after yourself. And so we have limited spots on the Kickstarter for that. So all 16 teams will have only two spots available. So there's 32 slots uh, for each team. So if you want to be... Uh, See one of the teams is called the Alpacas. So if you want to be in the bullpen, you go, you can name a player after yourself or whatever you want to name it, and uh, you can actually be part of RBA baseball lore. So that's just a little uh, extra pledge level that you can get into with a limited number. Will it have its own artwork too? Um, it will have the artwork uh, featuring from the game. Um, so we have a few different versions of our uh, players. Um, obviously, we have a we have an all female team, which is cool. Uh, the Rockville Cherries. So uh, we got some uh, some females out there that want to be in the game. There, you know, they can choose the females, and then and uh, we may even uh, we can do a female version on uh, on some of the male teams too. So we're not opposed to that. Um, some of the players can have beards. Um, so we have just a few different little variants of the, of the eight bit players, but uh, they can choose which one they want to be. Right before you said the thing about the neoprene mat, I was just getting ready to ask that because when I was playing, I was like, man, this would be awesome just to bring the mat out. Roll it, roll some dice on it. That would be slick. So I'm glad you're covering that. That makes it, we'll make it look a little cooler, I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we're really excited about that. That's honestly, we, that's the way we, we almost never play without our mat uh, that we have now. So I, I expect a lot of people will enjoy that. Yeah, it does give that satisfying bounce of the dice. And there's, <laughs> it's nothing that, I mean, and, and it's quiet. So like when you roll it on a table, it's kind of clanky. But when you roll it on the mat, it gives a nice little bounce and it doesn't, bother people when you're throwing dice around for sure yeah all right so you said you both played some board games so what what are some board games that you both play and like right now Oof. 
That's a that's a big question. It's like got to narrow it down here. What's <laughs> um, your current favorite you got? Well, I mean, we're uh, we're huge fans of Scythe. Yeah, can't um, with that. So that's one big one we play. We like Terraforming Mars, um, Raiders of the North Sea. We just played uh, Root for the first time at our game night last week, uh, and that's kind of I guess one that everybody's talking about right now. We really enjoy playing that our, our first go through. Um, I. Some of my like ones that are my favorites. Uh, it's kind of in front of me right now, so maybe it's making me think that. But Imperial Settlers, I love Imperial Settlers. I really like games that let you kind of engine build. Uh, we just we went to the grand opening of uh, Snakes and Lattes that we had open up here in Tempe, um, Arizona, uh, what two days ago or last night, and um, we played uh, with Rajas of the Ganges. Uh, that was a really fun game that we played for the first time. So that was cool. That game's awesome. I love that game. Yeah, I was really impressed with that. I love the scoring track for anybody who's played it. How you kind of have to, in order to win the game, you got to get your money and your fame to cross paths. Really unique way to score a game. Um, I would say we have we probably have a really diverse taste in games. We play a lot of different stuff, uh, but those are maybe some of the ones off the top of our head. Every Wednesday night, we have game night here at my house, so we always try to get something in new mm-hmm. and then uh, repeat the, our favorites. And so, yeah. We play a lot of games. Yeah, that's what we try to do. We try to play at least two new games and then some stuff that we, you know, love that we don't get to play a ton just so we can have stuff to talk about and always getting some new hotness in. The problem is there's not enough days in the week to play all we want to play. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is a, a real problem for gamers. It really is. So I have one more question about the game before we go into the rapid fire. Have you had any actual major league players play this game or any players that you know of <laughs> well um okay so there is a uh, a major league player who's mostly in the minor leagues at this point and um he's on the milwaukee brewers team and so he's kind of actually going to make an appearance with his uh his twitter handle he's kind of kind of got some uh, famous twitter stuff that he's uh, known for and um so he's actually agreed to talk to us to let us uh use them in the game. As I, like I said, I work for Major League Baseball, so I've come across this path. So um, he's a really cool guy. So uh, he's going to be actually in the game with his with his handle. So um, we're excited, and he's excited to get the game. So Yeah, we're definitely hoping that once the game's actually out there in the wild and we have more copies available, that we'll be able to get some you know Major League players to play the game. But honestly, uh, you're, you're lucky, Jason. You're one of the few people that we've actually had a copy to send out to. So we haven't had that many copies to send out just yet, but... Hopefully after the Kickstarter campaign, we'll have a lot more to get out there and hopefully get some uh, feedback from some real major leaguers. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean it's a it's a great game. So once once the ball starts rolling, I think I think people will dig it and you'll start seeing some baseball players want to play this awesome game. Maybe not. I don't know, but it would be cool. So one more time, go ahead and give me the date to the Kickstarter and the price point that you think you're going to sell the game at if you know it at this point. Yeah, October sixteenth, uh, Kickstarter launches and. Uh, the base level game, pretty much of everything, all the stretch goals, thirty nine dollars. Nice. All right, I'll be I'll be looking out for it, and we'll make sure that we spread the love around on our pages, and I'll repost the video, and hopefully get you guys funded within the first day. That would be nice. Yeah, so we, we appreciate it. Plan. Thank you for your help. <laughs> all right, so now we're going to do some silly stuff. We're going to do some nonsense questions. I'm going to give you a this or that. You'll pick one, and then we'll see what happens. All right. Hot dogs or hamburgers. Hamburgers. Oh, yeah, hamburgers all the way. Baseball or football? Baseball. Football for me, actually. I shouldn't say that because it's a baseball (laughs) I'm a big football fan. I love baseball, but... Chris has been fired from Swanky Turtle I know. I'm not anybody out there who wants a designer. No, very slowly by football. (laughs) Uh, Forks or spoons? 
Can I choose sporks? <laughs> you can. You can. Yeah, it's more universal. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I think I would go with uh, a spoon because you have a little more diversity there. I mean, you can you can mix it up a little bit more with a spoon, I guess. <laughs> Do you like summer or fall better? We live in Arizona, so we have to say fall. It's gotta be fall. <laughs> That's be true. Summer, so unless you're like 120, <laughs> we're saying fall. All right. So let's see. Let's get a little more relevant. How about Dodgers or Red Sox? Hmm. I'm going to have to say Red Sox because uh, I live in Arizona and we don't like Dodgers here. So uh, it's, always, <laughs> it's always LA here in Arizona. That's, that's right. the change. <laughs> I'm going to have to dissent again here because I was born and raised in Baltimore. So I'm a Baltimore Orioles fan and uh, Orioles fans do not like the Red Sox very much. So I'm not, I'm not any, by any means a Dodger fan, but I would much prefer to see the Dodgers win than the Red Sox. So that's, that's where I'm going. <laughs> Got to stay loyal to my hometown. Right. Yeah. No, I, I get it. Um, sausage pizza or pepperoni pizza? Again, can I have both? But, <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. I used to be a pepperoni yes. guy more, but uh, I would actually probably choose sausage now. Sausage, just because I've been inundated with pepperoni for my entire life. So sausage is, is a little better for me now. Uh, turtles or frogs? <laughs> Easiest question yet. It's got to go turtles, right? Yeah, turtles. You know, I'm, I was a huge Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fan, so. Yeah. Yeah. Frogs are a little slimy. Yeah, come on. Frogs, like, creep me out a little bit. Turtles are nice. Uh, and, and for any of the parents out there, turtles are very low maintenance pets for your kids. So, turtles, thumbs up from a parent's perspective as well. Now I got to edit that out because my wife's going to want to buy a turtle for my kid. Oh, so. I'm sorry. Take that. <laughs> Sunrise or sunset? I'm going to go. Uh, sunset because uh, we have beautiful sunsets here in arizona i'll go sunset just because if i'm seeing the sunrise it means i woke up way too early and i'm gonna be tired <laughs> so i'd rather see the sunset <laughs> <laughs> right yeah I'm, I'm with you and last question rb8 retro baseball 8-bit or scythe <laughs> oh that's let's see one. uh for the kickstarter i'm gonna choose rb8 retro but uh <laughs> you know it all depends on what mood we're in if we're in for uh a quick evening of uh, wanting to play some baseball, uh, sure. But long evening with friends, size. I will say, uh, I'll, I'm going to say RB8. I'm going to say, tow the company line here and say RB8. But I will say <laughs> RB8 far more times than size. So maybe size is, is a little fresher for me now since I've played RB8 hundreds of times testing it. Um, so it's a tough one, but I'll, I'll still say RB8. I'll, I'll hire Chris back on his Mikey Turtle. <laughs> there we go. I'm back. I got my job back. I hope I, I knew that would work. There you go. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Now you can hire him back because he gets some good answers. All right. So thank you guys for your time. That's Chris and Mike from Swanky Turtle Games. Be on the lookout for, for RB8 Baseball this week on Kickstarter. We'll post some links on our page and you can go check it out. So thanks for your time, Chris and Mike. Thanks, Jason. We appreciate you having us on. Yeah, thank you, Jason. All right. So that was the interview of... Mike and Chris, and they probably have the best game publishing company name in the world. I love it. Swanky Turtle. I mean, come on. That's amazing. Well, I mean, it's good, but Bougie Frog Games coming out <laughs> soon here. It's going to be pretty great. That's true. Bougie Frog is cool. That that, that was their second choice, I think. That's was what, it? That's what Mike said. I'm pretty sure. That's their football game they're coming out with? Yeah. Bougie Frog and RB9 Retro Foosball. Yeah. This game actually looks pretty cool, and if you're a big fan of, of baseball and old video games, I would say it's probably a fit, honestly. I mean, go check it out on, on Kickstarter for sure if you haven't looked at it, and I'm guessing, I'm projecting here, this will probably be between 15 and 20% funded by the time you're hearing this on Friday. So 
Uh, it's fun and pretty quickly. I, I don't have any doubts about this making its goal, honestly. So um, I don't know. Pretty cool. And the neoprene mats are, are right. They're right, man. Neoprene mats are where it's at. So for the little bit of extra money, it's probably worth it to go all out and get that mat, honestly. Yeah. When he told me that during the interview, I was like, oh, man, because the version I have has the actual board. So the dice are like, you know, louder. But the neoprene, just they bounce and it's not. Yeah, it looks slick. It's the same look. It just can roll up and be tucked away. I mean, I get that, but I don't like I don't really condone that you like went back and edited the interview and we're like, this game's terrible. I hate it. Like <laughs> cardboard player, Matt. That's come on. What, You're right. I hate this game. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds just like something I would do. Yeah. No, actually, you got really featured on the Kickstarter page, which I was pretty cool about. So, uh, I was pretty proud of you. Proud of you, bud. Yeah, me too. Proud of myself. You should be. <laughs> Mr. Rogers told you to be. <laughs> so, actually, the game is already 18% funded. So oh, wow. They're, so they're that, cooking. Yeah, it's definitely going to be at least between 15 and 20% funded by the time this comes out in a few days. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, unless something terrible happens, I don't know. Like yeah. people hear me say that you gave it a bad review. You didn't really give it a bad review. You liked it. I think you thought it was good. I think it, yeah, you I thought it was an it. adorable I, little game. I definitely want to play it again. It made me feel like I was actually managing a baseball team. So, I wish I could figure out more of the baseball players' names. I can't figure them out, Jason. Like Peter Thorne's pretty obvious. That that's Mickey Mantle. But I mean, like <laughs> other than that, I can't figure them out, man. They did say on the interview that. You know, everyone's seen the League of Their Own. So they did say uh-huh. they're having, they're doing like a parody team of, it's the Rockford Peaches, I think, and actually League of Their Own. And mm-hmm. they're doing like something else, some other city and fruit. So that was pretty cool. Like, I, I liked that the League of Their Own is getting represented. The uh, Rocktown Daisies. Yes. I, yes. I made that up, but I said it so confidently that no one would ever doubt me. I think that is right. It's close. I think Rocktown is right. I don't remember what the name yeah. of the city was. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, awesome. Those guys seem like they were really chill. Like that was probably a really fun interview to do. Yeah, they're they're pretty cool. I've been interacting with Mike. I never spoke with Chris via messages before, but he seems pretty cool. And Mike is a super laid back guy who works for MLB.com, and that is amazing. And if you like interviews, um, we're kind of the place to go for interviews. There's some old shows for you to check out that have some decent interviews on them. And then we've got um we basically have a few really good interviews lined up for the future. Um, and I mean, like, I guess we'll have Vidal assert on again at some point. I mean, he calls me enough. <laughs> it's the least he can do. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm the mayor of Lisboa now. Yep. No, that's that was my favorite interview. That dude was awesome. Like, I like seriously, as if I don't have enough of a crush on the guy, like, the fact that he hung up and he was like, all right, so let's talk now for the next half hour off tape about all the secrets of life and things I won't let you publish, but they're just the best wisdom I can give to any man. And like, seriously, he solved my life. Like, it was like, man, <laughs> Vidal, you know, you know me. That's that's not entirely true, but he really did talk to me for a while off tape. And that dude loves Portugal so much. And I wish I could have gotten that on the interview. Like, I'd love to have him just come on the interview and just, I mean, like, I think I don't know. It wouldn't be board game related, but I just wanted him to talk about Portugal on our podcast. And I think people listen because he's Vidal Lacerda. Yeah, that would be cool. I would dig that. I would listen to it. (laughs) Jason, you got to do the interview next time because like, seriously, like colors are brighter and like music sounds better. (laughs) 
since <laughs> since I've both played Lisboa and talked to Vidal Lacerda on an interview. Uh, so that yeah. you got the next one with him. All right, sounds good. Jason, I've got good news. You have plenty of material for outtakes in this episode. Yeah, that is good news. That is for sure. Although the like less we edit out and the more stupid stuff we have in, the more people love it, it seems like. <laughs> yeah. I I'm probably not gonna edit a lot out actually. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Um, so I guess we should wrap this up using that Linda.com course that we did on on how to wrap up a podcast. Yep, sounds good. <laughs> uh, all right. Hey, thanks for listening, guys. This is a silly one, but I think we like to have a silly one in there every once in a while, right? I mean, like that kind of keeps you guys engaged and having fun. Um, if you like silliness and you like uh, to to enjoy our conversation, we have a lot of silly good times over at theriveted.com, which just is a redirect to our Facebook page, um, our Facebook group, actually. And uh, check out this podcast and all of our stuff basically at bgmechanics.com. Uh, I think like for whatever reason... The folks at GoDaddy are like, man, we don't want the, you guys to get all the internet traffic. So like, it seems like the first time you go there, you have to put a www.bgmechanics in there. So if it doesn't work just with BG Mechanics, it's GoDaddy's fault maybe. No, it's not. Just kidding. GoDaddy, don't put our site down. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know they're listening. Uh, they are in real time. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm trying to go to the website. Oh my gosh. This is embarrassing. How, Jason, have you gone to Board Game Mechanic or Board Game Geek today? I have not. It redirects to my LinkedIn page. <laughs> it's, oh my gosh, this is so, I got to get them to stop that. Uh, yes, it, I get I'm the Archduke of Cardboard, but you don't have to go to my LinkedIn page, guys. <laughs> so whatever. Yeah. Well, on that note, I think we should uh, put these people out of their misery and wrap this up. Yep. We should probably do that, Jason. You're probably right. All right. So I'm Jason. And I am. One second. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yes. I 30 feet is fine. I don't want my statue to be that big. <laughs> yes, 30 feet is great. Uh, sorry, guys. I've been Joel. I've went the Vita, one second. Let me wrap this podcast up. It's you know it's my first love. And statues of me and Lisboa are my second loves. So one second. Hey, I've been Joel. Hey, keep, keep gaming. gaming. Hey, that was in unison almost. <laughs> You know what's fun too? I went to go hang up my phone. I'm gonna fix my phone.